you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Next up on Total Access, the locker room. John and, and Derek have always had a great relationship. But on the outside, John and Derek haven't had a great relationship. Coach Gruden loves quarterbacks. Doesn't want to marry him. He just wants to date him. <laughs> but he loves <laughs> quarterbacks. Welcome to Total Access, the locker room. I'm Real Mike Rob with Coach Brian Billick. Coach, what a week. How's your week been, bro? Yeah, it's been great. Been great to watch these quarterbacks, both good and bad. And, and, <laughs> and there's been a lot of good and bad. Yeah, and, and you know what? Talking about quarterbacks, you know we both love quarterbacks, right? Tom Brady in, yeah. in a new place. I got to start off the show there. You know, you, you can go broke betting against Tom Brady in, in terms of what he can or cannot do and what the odds are. At, you know, like he's like, what, 68, 69 years old? <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Still playing in the NFL at that age. But seriously, at some point, and we knew, I mean, it's just human nature. The physical demands of the job are going to affect him. The, the mm -hmm. physical skills are going to fall off. They just are. It's just a fact of life. And and But it doesn't mean it's going to be precipitous all at once. I think yeah. what we're seeing is that the throws he used to be able to make, the places he used to be able to put the ball, now at his age, this point in the season – because let's remember, he's never been at this point in the season at 43 years old either. That's true. And it's That's true. just that, whether it's the follow through, whether it's what he's seeing, it's just a little off. He lets it go deep middle. It's intercepted. It's a bad read, bad throw, decision, everything. Down the right side and intercepted. And that should do it for Monday Night Football. Disappointed and uh, I have to do a better job. Well, you, you know, that's interesting you say it. So you, you're seeing it physically. 
Um, and I have seen it in his in his play physically. I think for the last eleven months, I think I've been in denial, right? I, you know, I think you know Tom Brady's not the goat, man. But I think that the way he's being coached has something to do with it too. Um, the fact that yeah, you are held to a higher standard. Not saying Bruce Arians doesn't hold his guys to a high standard, but what was the narrative with Tom Brady in the latter years? Is I'm not having fun. Um, I would like to be a little bit more loose. Don't call me out in meetings, things like that. But wasn't that the genius to what got the most out of Tom Brady? And and honestly, coaching, I, look, you know the coaches' world and the coaches' world a lot more than I do. But from the outside looking in, I'm a former player. The way it looks, it looks like it's just a little bit more loose, loosey-goosey down there with Tampa than what it was in New England. And obviously so, because Bill is, you know, he, he's he's hyper on it. You know what I mean? But do you think that affects Tom too? I don't know that it affects Tom, but Tom has to recognize, I think, and he probably does, that that environment that Bill Belichick creates um, didn't get transported to Tampa. And that, yeah. yeah, it did make a difference. You know, we're fine. Bill Belichick's finding life without Tom Brady isn't the same. You know, it's it's not as good. Well, I think Tom Brady's recognized, even though Bruce Arians is a great coach, it's life without Bill Belichick, that thing that we had going that was so effective and led to six Super Bowls, it's different now. And yeah, and yeah I, I miss a little bit. I'm talking about Brady now. Probably misses a little bit of that environment that Belichick has crafted so well yeah. uh, and, and is trying to duplicate it with Bruce Arians. But, you know, so far it just didn't happen yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But, Coach, you know, you, we, we could talk about Tom Brady all day. All right, all right Coach, we, we're talking rookie quarterbacks today. All right, day one starters. That's the theme of today's show. Right now, we're going to bring in our day one starter from NFL Network Total Access, David Carr. David, welcome to uh, Total Access Inside the Locker Room, bro. This is great, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay, David. All right, well, you're in the locker room. You got to tell us a locker room story, something memorable, maybe in a quarterback oh, meeting man. room or something. You got to give us a locker room story, bro. Okay, well, I think it kind of goes back to what you guys are talking about a little bit. You know, and, the, and uh -huh. the locker room and the environment there and how you're coached, it has a, a huge impact on how you play on the field. And I think Brady, like you said, Coach, he's starting to realize that it's not the same. And, and Mike Rob, to, to your point about how it's loose, I remember when I left um, Gary Kubiak's system, and I went up and I had I had a meeting in in Seattle, and I sat down with those guys, and I was kind of saying the same things. I'm like, man, he's so footwork oriented. I want to be like free to just kind of make my own plays. And then they look at me and they're like, didn't you complete 70% of your passes last year? I mean, that's a good thing, right? I mean, that's you want <laughs> yeah. that. And then I find myself as a player like you want that freedom until you don't have that structure, and you're like, I kind of miss that. You know, I kind of miss that structure. And I think that Brady's kind of missing that structure, and you can see it in his play also because he's. He's making turnover-worthy throws. He's making plays that he wouldn't necessarily make. And then the arm strength thing is a real thing. I see when he throws deep balls, like it's not quite getting there. And he almost is throwing it as far as he can and just hoping that that's the right distance, you know, and it's not as precise. So, so no, I take myself into that locker room, and I go in the Wayback Machine like 20 years ago when I was starting. And it's a situation where I, I remember the specific thing that stuck out to me um, was I was kind of getting two sets of information. So I was in my, my quarterback room, and we were, we were giving up a lot of sacks, man. I mean, we played the, the San Diego Chargers at the time. We got sacked like 10 times, you know, in the second week of the season. We're sitting there, and Coach, you know this, we're running the run and shoot, okay? So we're yeah. running and shoot, pushing the ball down the field, 
wide receivers making decisions at 15 yards. And my quarterback <laughs> coach is saying, you just got to wait. You got to buy time. You got to hold in there and let these guys make those decisions. But you got and that I, heat coming at I'm you, though. Hit. <laughs> gap. He's lighting me up. I walk out of that meeting and, and I walk down the hall and the offensive line coach grabs me and he's like, hey, we got to get the ball out of our hand faster. And I'm like, <laughs> my coach just told me to hang on to it. You're telling me to get it out of my hand. Do I need to go see someone else? Like, who do I listen to? And of course, David, I'm, I, I got to you tell know, you, it's crazy. I had. I had war we picked up Warren Moon from Houston. Yeah. When I was with the Vikings. And when we were doing that analysis, and what what reminds me of this, you talk about the run and shoot. Yeah. You don't know how much I admire you for working in that system because when I saw Warren Moon, he didn't get sacked a lot, but he got hit every play. Every play. You because of the timing it. of it, yeah. you get buffeted, you get knocked around. And and I remember when Warren uh, came to me, he was in the latter stage in his career. Now, this is a future Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. And if Warren, yeah. Warren could have, if he wanted to, said, look, Brian, this is the way I do it. So adapt. Sure. And yeah. and I was a, a young quarterback. Yes, sir. And I'd have had to do it. But I give, <laughs> you would have said I, yes, sir, to him, yeah. huh, coach? <laughs> but I give, uh, I give him a lot of credit because he, he said, Brian, I'm going to do, I need help because I'm now transitioning to a three, five, seven step system, yeah. a regression, a progression read. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'm just going to demand and ask that you be specific. Mm-hmm. That yeah. Don't give me the coaching. <laughs> just be specific. Yeah. And, and I thought want. that, yep. yeah, I thought that was interesting. I think it touches base. And I don't know if that's what's going on down there or not between Tom, who's got six Super Bowl rings, yeah. And if it comes down, you know there's give and take, right, Dave? You're not tired. Oh, sure. right, what do you? What do you? Do you like this XD forward? You're going no, Coach. I just don't look it. I love the play. Oh, come yeah. on, Dave. Really? You it think? It doesn't matter if you like it, Coach. You don't have to. Exactly right. Play, you know? so but that, Tom's sitting so, there with his yeah. six Super Bowl trophies and and looking at them. Go, let's see. You got none, and you got none, and I got <laughs> that definitely six. Is creeping in. Oh, there's yeah. No I way mean, does that? That's got to be a factor, right? Well, I saw and I, and and look, I played against Byron Leftwich, and he's a great quarterback. Played in Jacksonville. We played against Jay Absolutely. all the time. He's tough. But when I saw Byron Leftwich on the sideline consoling Tom and trying to coach, I'm like, that was just, it didn't, it didn't make sense to me. Like Byron Leftwich, I'm sure is going to be a great coach and, and more power to him. But Brady is definitely thinking, if I'm thinking, don't talk to me right now <laughs> as Tom, you know, he's definitely thinking that. So there's, there's definitely that, that, um, but they're going to have to work through and Tom's going to have to just be humble with it and, and accept that. And just and, and just trying to work through it. Well, well, I think we all can agree that regardless, even how this year goes, Tom still is in that goat conversation, yeah, right? Of regardless of how of how it goes, but he he wasn't David like you. He wasn't a day one starter. He was a sixth round yeah. pick. You know what I mean? He kind of yep. had to sit and wait a little bit. Um, you you walked straight in. You knew exactly what your role was going to be from the time you signed your contract. Yeah, dude, you're like a and you you were you were a grown man, but you're like a little boy going in there with man. grown men with kids oh. and and you're leading them. You're leading them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How did, how was that experience? Well, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I, I look back and and I feel like it's a uh, I feel like it's a different life, like a literally a lifetime ago, and yeah. compared to the the knowledge that I sit here with now, even though I'm not playing. And then even what I learned towards the end of my career, sitting in the room with Eli Manning and Tom Coughlin and, and all those guys and kind of just really understanding the quarterback position, I just did not have any clue. Like I was physically able to do it. And, and I, you know, uh-huh. you know, when you're young, you can just make throws that you probably shouldn't make. 
You can do things athletically and get away with it. You can throw it with a little bit less anticipation. I wasn't precise enough in understanding what I was, what I was doing. But the, the, the hard part is when I came in, instantly I was better than the old quarterbacks that they had there. So like you got me in shorts and a shirt, right? Yeah. So like as a coach, I'm, I'm making throws and I'm like, I'm starting. There's no way. I was there for two weeks. I'm like, King Graham has no chance. You know, like in my mind. Yeah. And yeah. King Graham knows everything that I'm sitting here and I understand. And like he understands the game, but he had back issues like week one of training camp. He's battling through it. And, it, and then they ended up having to cut him and they brought in Tony Banks and Tony still wanted to play. So I wasn't yes, getting a did. lot of information from Tony. Tony wanted to still play. You know, so it was a, it was a hard dynamic and, and Tony didn't get there, you know, in time enough to, to beat me out. I was named the day one starter, like three weeks into the preseason. And so I'm like, okay, here I go. You know? So it was like, should I have been in that situation? I mean, physically, yeah. In practice, I can wow you with some throws and make some plays, but you know, when we got in there and I had to control all the protections and that's, that's the first time I'd ever done it. By oh, the way. I didn't, right do, I didn't do it in Fresno. I didn't do it in high school. I didn't have to do any of that stuff. So you walk in there and you got, you got, you know, you got coaches like, like, like coach right here or some of the, some of his coordinators that he had and they got guys in Baltimore. He had a defensive lineman that they had yeah. and he played safety. He yeah. You talking corner. about a day is, um, yes. Thomas. And yes. He, Thomas. he played gunner. And he I'm played like, gunner. Coach, yeah. What does he play? And he's like, oh, we, like you came up, you dude. came up and played this in Baltimore and you were, yes. I think it was your rookie year. And, yeah. and I remember, you know, cause you look and you see the physical skills and, and and it, it's eye popping, but I remember walking. I think it was is uh, Mike Nolan at the time was my coordinator. Maybe it was Rex, but I yeah, said, I think so, yeah. I, I hope this young kid's smart enough to be afraid. <laughs> I, oh. hope he know, I hope he knows enough to be scared. You know, yeah. you, you know what? Oh yeah, no, because, no doubt. Because and, you know, there's, that, there's that athletic yeah. arrogance, and you want to play well. And I, I, this subject is fascinating to me, David, because I'm I'm asked about it all the time. I'm interested in you. Wading in, if you hadn't been the day one starter, mm. you think it would have helped, or at the end of the day, it was going to um, be? Would it have helped you to sit for five, six, seven weeks? I think that when I look back at it now, if you'd asked me then, I would say absolutely no way because of what I just right. said. Like when I went to training <laughs> camp, I was like, I'm starting. These guys are they can't do it. You know, I got I got to do this. I can help the team. But then once I got into it and realized, like I didn't even know really how to prepare for a game on Monday. So the first Monday comes. And it's, you know, you go in, you work out and you kind of meet with your quarterback coach, but then I'm left like, what, what do I do now? You know, like, do I go break down mm -hmm. film? Like Kent Graham had just got cut. Tony wasn't even in the building yet. We, it was kind of like, I don't even really know how to go through the process of getting ready to play this game. Like I, all the preparation is done and I get that and I'd study film, but there's a different level of studying film and really understand what you're looking at than compared to what I was doing. Absolutely. I'm grabbing the DVDs and watching the thing. I'm kind of watching it as a fan. I'm like, oh, he's pretty good. I know what you're talking about. It's a good game. Yeah. Great game, coach. Like, but I'm studying it. You know, I didn't know what I was looking at, you know. So that, that I wish I would have had someone to, you know, let me watch them for half a year or, you know, two months. And let me see how they prepare, how they go through it. And then let me go because I got halfway through the season and I'd already been sacked 40 times. And I was like, I, I got, I'm just going to start running. You know, now, literally, that's, that, I'm just going to use my athletic ability and try to make some plays. And it was, it was already too late. Now, kind of to fast forward to kind of to, today and what's going on now, we saw a guy who did wait in, in Tua Tonga Viola. I, I think I said yeah. his name right. Yeah. Yeah. Tua down there Tua. in Miami. Yeah. Tua. There you yeah, go. Tua. Yeah. Um, you saw him wait behind Ryan Fitzpatrick 
And then he struggled a little bit this week, and then he gets pulled by Brian Flores, right? Yeah. And then yeah. immediately after game, Brian, Coach Flores says, yeah, he's our starter. He's playing this week. He just was struggling or got, and got hurt or whatever. Pass is going to be intercepted. This ball was forced. It was, that wasn't the no. place to go with the football. Coach felt like it was the best decision to put Fitz in to try to give us a spark. He's a young player. He's an improving player. You know, he's he's he's, de- he's a developing player. Uh, we got a lot of confidence in him. That's why he's the starter. If we were to win with Fitz in there, you know, the locker room would be a lot different. Everyone would be a lot happier. Um, but you know, it, it just sucks to lose. Yeah. You guys, and I'm I guess I'm opening it up to both of you guys. But David, I start this one. with you think that was a you think that was a good move? Man, if I'm too, I'm hot, man. I mean, that's really. It's kind of crazy. Like, I get it. I, I understand. Like, so Brian Flores, he's doing things that, I mean, no one does that. No one does that. And, and I yeah. know in baseball you do. You pull Clayton Kershaw, you put someone else in if he doesn't have a good three innings. And guys yeah, that's because you, you, you play a couple of days later. Yeah. You can exactly. get away with that. It's exactly. Yeah. And, but quarterbacks are different. I think I, yeah. Coach can talk to this more, but I, I think that we're probably on the same page here. I think that that is that you're kind of you're kind of playing with fire a little bit, you know, in the kid's confidence. And mm-hmm. now now he throws a pick, and now what? Am I going to get yanked again? Like you don't want right. that. You want a guy to play free. Let's see what Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer trained uh, Tua. Let's see what Trent Dilfer, who was on the Move the Sticks podcast a little bit earlier, let's see what he had to say. I think it's all good that he got benched. I think it's all good that he's facing this adversity. Uh, and now, if I thought he was a fragile soul, I wouldn't be saying this, but I know he's been hardened. I know he's his attitude's second to none, and I know he's always been a bounce-back guy. So I expect him to bounce back and play some of his best football in the next few weeks. Two is strong enough probably to handle it. To me, it's more of a concern for the rest of the team, yes. and even the organization, because you've now yeah. planted that seed of doubt. Ooh, maybe this guy's not good enough. Because, yeah. and, and we talked about it the other day on TA. I understand typically when you got a young quarterback, you know, wh- whether it's Herbert or whether it got Burrow, it's just let him go. Okay, so he makes a mistake. What are we going to do? Lose another game? I mean, yeah. we're, we're already out of it. But Miami's in that tough area where they're one they of those six-win teams. They're, they're on the cusp of the playoffs. So yeah. there are repercussions to those mistakes. And, and what you saw was, and right, I, I get it, was a little tightness on Brian Flores going, oh, we can still win this game. I'm going to put the other guy in. Now, yeah. I can appreciate that because you want to you win every game. You see why he did it. Yeah, exactly. But, but then to, you're, you're walking down a slippery slope here now in terms of yeah. the, your, the psyche of your quarterback, that relationship. You know, you used to say, well, this gave us the best chance to win by putting Fitzpatrick in. But now you come back. Oh, but now this gives us the best chance to win. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Two back in. Yeah. I, that, but, that but one. coach, what else are you saying to the team? If we all see Tua struggling, he doesn't have a resume of games or a Rolodex of games that we can call on. If Russell Wilson struggles for two or three games, uh, a, a coach can tell the locker room, hey, dog, look what he's done. Okay. Right. He's going to be fine. We don't have that with Tua. No. So it, it, I think. Coach Flores does have a responsibility to try to get the best does, person but, but, playing but quarterback. There's the short term and the long term. With Tua, that you're exactly right. But until he is in that situation, how's he going to learn? If we're going to pull him every time he gets in a tough situation, you get into a two-minute, 
this guy, you know, you, everything, every snap that Tua takes makes Miami better in 2021. Now, I know they're all about winning I now. I was about I to it. say, man, but what about the guys in that locker room now? And, and, and I'm all <laughs> cool with that. But you, but, but there's, a, like David alluded yep. to earlier, there's a price to pay for doing this for the allure of, hey, we can go to the playoffs right now. You're you're playing with fire. I think you're yeah, playing with fire. Yeah, doing I think this. that I think coach, you guys have both you both have good points. You can see mm-hmm. why Brian did it. Obviously, sure. they have a good team. They want to win the game. Fitzpatrick probably gives you the best chance in a two minute drill because he's done it a hundred times, right? But yeah. then I think I think that the biggest thing you have to do when you have a young quarterback, you got to think big picture, and that's the head coach's job. So it's sometimes, yeah, it's tough, and and you got veteran guys that want to win. They feel like they can win. But man, what if you can? What if you got the same kind of core nucleus of guys next year? You got more draft picks, and this kid's better because he's gone through some fiery situations. So that's kind of where I, I end up landing on it. I can see why Brian mm-hmm. did it. I get it. But I think in the long term, it's, it would have been better if you just let Tua roll out. You, know, you, you lost anyway. You lost anyway. Yeah. So why didn't the kid get to finish it off? All right, all right, David, I, I can't get you out of here. I can't let you go without asking about, about your brother, okay? You know, we always ask yeah. you about Derek, all right? Yeah. This dude playing out of his mind, bro. Well, you know, I mean, this is as good as you can play. That may be the best play I've seen Derek Carr make this season. Played, he played tremendous tonight. Played almost flawless. He He's not scared of Patrick Mahomes. He actually, his eyes seem to light up when it's time to play the Kansas uh, City he, Chiefs. He can't stand the Chiefs, yeah. It, it, it seems like, you know, he started off this year like, okay, I, I hear the naysayers. I'm going to stick my middle finger up to you and go play, man. That's what it seems like. Now, can you tell us some, you know, brothers stuff, some stuff y'all talk about off yeah. the air? You know what I mean? Can you oh, tell yeah, us man. what y'all I mean, really talk about? Well, you saw in his face and the thing, the meme now, like when he's just staring yeah. like death <laughs> stare onto the field, like get these guys off the field so I can go win the game. And so like that's how, that's kind of been his whole mindset this whole offseason. This offseason was was different for him, I, I think, than any other offseason in just our conversations. So like, I don't know physically what he did. I feel like he mm-hmm. always prepares really well. He's always doing his thing, puts guys together, gets them going. They moved. You know, they moved out to Vegas. So he brings the team, tries to get them going and practices really took an ownership and that's all normal for a quarterback. That's a veteran guy. But the thing that I saw was like a a real edge to him. Like he started to hear the noise a little too much because he already knew how he, you know, how he was viewed by John Gruden, like John and and Derek have always had a great relationship. And on the outside, John and Derek haven't had a great relationship. Everyone said that they don't get along well, that John's looking for another quarterback. They bring in Marcus Mariota, like all these things from the external was so loud that he was like, he finally heard it. Like he does a pretty good job of sheltering himself from that stuff. But when I start having conversations with him about it and I know that it's irritating and it's bothering him and he knows that he has to step his level of play up. Like that's when I realized that he actually was hearing it and he's going to take something <laughs> to the field. With him. So like he has this huge chip now that he goes out there with and you can see him like he's making so plays dope. with his legs more. He's like, has a guy hanging on him. He's yep. still trying to make a play. So like there's an extra sense of urgency. I think that he's found this season that he didn't have before, you know, and, and good. I'm glad, I'm glad he heard some of the noise because he's playing great. I mean, he's playing Chris lights S- out. Chris says Sims had the perfect analogy for coach Gruden. Cause he said, coach Gruden loves quarterbacks. Doesn't want to marry him. He just wants to date him. <laughs> but he loves quarterbacks. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. He loves quarterbacks. But, he loves quarterbacks. And it's interesting, via our other conversation, David or Derek was a day one starter. What what did did you yeah. advise him or what you what he what was his experience? Obviously he did very well. Yeah. 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 You know what was funny about that, about that experience is he was told before the last preseason game that Matt Shaw was going to be the quarterback. You will not be our starting quarterback. You're going to be the backup. So go out there, 
We're going to give you some reps in the Seattle game. Do your thing. And he went out and threw a couple touchdowns on Richard Sherman, on, on the Seattle Seahawks. And the next day he calls me. He's like, bro, they told me I'm starting. And so like that, he was like, I'm starting day one. They told me I wasn't going to start. I'm starting. And I'm like, sick, let's go. We both yeah. So uh, he was stoked, but he wasn't ready for it. I mean, he was ready mentally. He obviously, I think he was way more prepared than I was just because he was able to kind of see what I went through. Yeah, I was right. able to kind of give him a little bit of a roadmap. But so he had a better, a better start. But yeah, he, he didn't expect to start. But it was, it, was, it was good for him. He was ready for the challenge. He was always mentally ahead like I always wanted to like I, physically he was always going to have the ability like he could always mm -hmm. throw it since he was little you know he'd go out in there and he'd beat all of our guys in the passing competitions with the Texans like all the other backups Tony Banks all these guys he's lighting them up he's 11 years old he'd beat him but like <laughs> mentally I wanted to always have um have him prepared for the next level so like when he was in high school I wanted him looking at college defense I wanted to experience what that was, when he was that. in college I had him watching NFL film and watching the speed of that game and come and bring him out to practice so, so it was never too fast for him from a mental standpoint. I think that helped him early. And uh, that's kind of what – that's where these guys are now. That's where all these young kids are. Look at these young quarterbacks mm. coming in. They yeah, just – they, they get it. They know from a mental standpoint who's hot, how to adjust protections, where to go with it because they're being taught at an early age. It's really cool to see. Hey, hey Coach, did you see David light up when talking about Derek? Look at – did you I see him it, like man. a proud – I can't hide it. I just <laughs> – it is, and, man. and I got to tell you, and I said it the other day, I, I hope, and I'm sure he does, but I hope Derek appreciates just how spectacular that game was. I mean, he, for two yeah. games, has stayed throw for throw, completion for Absolutely. completion, touchdown for touchdown with yeah. Patrick Mahomes. And as I said, they, they didn't lose the game. They just ran out of time. And, yeah, and yeah. I thought I thought that was transformational for both them, even in a loss, for them and for Derek. Well, did a Absolutely. loss of their confidence. Yeah, they're fired up to maybe get a chance to play those guys again. Playoffs started yeah. right now. They'd play them in Kansas City. So sure. and they're all about there it. it. Is. They love it. Well, David, come on, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you for coming by the Total Access Inside the Locker Room Podcast. Until next week, that'll do it for us. Thanks, guys, for listening to Total Access, the Locker Room Coach. That was fun. Be sure to catch us every week when we talk about the league's hot topics from a locker room point of view. Let's get it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.